everybody, welcome to Elder Geeks Game Club. I'm your host, Randy Asenshock. This week, Phil is out. He's actually on... Or no, Phil's here. <laughs> Steve's out. He's on vacation. Um, My video's out. Your video is out. And, and in your place, we're going to have a little cartoon picture of you up this week. But uh, if you're unfamiliar with what Game Club is, Game Club is a show that we dedicate every other week where we play a retro, classic, or basically off-the-beaten-path uh, game, and we uh, gather as a group, and we discuss it in a, in a roundtable discussion. This week, we have a very special guest, uh, Mikhail Yazbek. Mikhail, hello! Howdy! All the way from freezing Stockholm, Sweden. <laughs> you know, it's wow. funny. When we first started this video, it, you were a little bit darker, but because of the snowfall that just started, you're, you're, yep. like, you're washing out. I, I know it, it, it's it's really weird, and now now the sun's coming out again too. So there's like <laughs> snow and then sun all at once. So Mikhail, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, what you do, what you have worked on, and, and anything else you'd like for us all to know. Sure. Um, yeah, I I, I started uh, in the industry with uh, working on uh, Mountain Blade, uh, Mountain Blade Warband. Did a bunch of stuff for that uh, level design. PR, marketing, all sorts of things. Wow. Um, was the producer and organizer on the Napoleonic Wars expansion pack, and I did design work and producing on with Fire and Sword. That's nice. one of the... Uh, I don't know. Some people loved it. Some people <laughs> were angry <laughs> at it, but that's okay. I don't know. We I think there it. were people that were angry at it, but there was no reason to be angry at it. I think they were just well, mad that it wasn't another war band. Well, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of well because it was. It, look, it was buggy. It was with Fire and Sword was buggy, so that, <laughs> that's probably the reason. And everybody wanted a sequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and yeah, I I also worked on the the upcoming sequel as one of the designers, and uh, so if people want the sequel, it's it's, it's coming. It's, yeah, one with of Fire things. and Sword was not it. Now it's coming. <laughs> Anything else? Yeah. Um, yeah, and then uh, I've been doing uh, producing work on War of the Roses, and then I'm doing some design on uh, some small arcade title thing that I can't say anything about except that. So nice, yeah. nice. That's awesome. Well, I'm I'm excited to have you on here. I don't think Phil's ever played a Mountain Blade game before, but I, I sadly I have not. No. I'm it's sorry. That's too those, bad. It's one of those games, dude, where just because we've mentioned it right here and now, probably about 20 people have reinstalled it on their computer and have yep. like re-addicted themselves to it. it it's I know you it's love it, crippling, cripplingly addictive. I mean, uh, Warband, I mean, Mountain Blade is, but Warband even more so, and the multiplayer, it's it's crazy skill-based. It's so much fun. Yeah, yeah. Warband, cool. is, Warband is awesome. Um, it's ridiculously addictive, but um, I really enjoyed Napoleonic... Uh, Napoleonic Wars because uh, you know I, I actually just said it on the most recent uh, Get Off My Lawn that it's one of those unique first person or not even first person but it's one of those unique shooters where you're playing with hundreds of other people and when you're down you're down you know and it's great it makes you play a lot more cautious you know cautiously and your reload time takes for forever so it's just it is the diamond it is a diamond in the rough kind of game but yeah it is and you, you know you know those guys are um, they're making another another game um that's that's kind of similar to it. The, the flying squirrel guys. Yeah, the flying squirrel guys. Uh-huh. Nice, nice. Yeah, and Very they cool. they've been they've been posting up dev blogs and stuff, and they've they're like really short dev blogs. They're not like the the super long ones with I don't know. Sometimes those get a little bit tiring to to read. Yeah. When they're when they're like pages and pages and or all that stuff. But uh, Maxime from there, he just posts like. A couple paragraphs and then pictures, and he just gives you some details. They're good guys. Really. Nice, nice. Yeah. I don't well, know when they're gonna do any more stuff with it, but but uh, I think they're just kind of, you know, they have their heads down and they're jamming on the project. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, send my kudos along to them. I I suppose. I I think they've already yeah, seen my video review. To be honest with you. Yeah. No. They 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 like you. I they they know they- you. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, we're, I could talk about Mountain Blade for forever, but uh, we should probably get on to the topic. This week, yeah. you know, Mikhail, as, as our special guest, he picked the game Magic Carpet 2, which I've never played before. Um, and uh, Phil, have you ever played before? No, I've never played before. All right, but you, you are traditionally, you always dig up a nice history for us, so 
rain some knowledge down upon us. Tell us about what was Magic Carpet 2. Sure. So Magic Carpet 2. Uh, the way I would describe it, and correct me if, if I'm, I'm wrong here, a free-flying first-person shooter, right? I mean, yeah. I'd almost compare it to something. You guys remember, like, Forsaken? Yeah, I do. Forsaken 64. And- yeah, like, I kinda, like, the way it controls is almost how I would kind of compare it to that. I mean, do you think that's a fair comparison or, or no? I, th- I think, um, well, Randy, there are a lot of games that had kind of the all-access control, like Descent and Forsaken. I yeah. think it's in that yeah. area. Yeah, yeah, ex- yeah Descent. Except the, except the weird thing about this one is that you're always falling down. Yes. So yeah. it's it's really uh, odd when you, when you come in. If you play Descent or, or, or a normal first-person shooter, you know you're moving and then... You're in that spot that you you want to go to, but in this one you're you're moving, and then you keep moving after you've pressed your move key. So it shoves you along, yeah. and it keeps shoving you, and then you have to back up, but you can't back up yeah. too much, or you keep going backwards. Oh, and if you go up, then it starts <laughs> pushing you down. So it yeah, but it is in the descent or forsaken thing. It's just I don't know, weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. So it was released in 95 on PC only by Bullfrog and was published by EA. So Bullfrog, I, I, I guess I, I know of them, but I, I was surprised to find out that uh, um, this is a whole, this is a Peter Molyneux uh, company. This is what he started. Um, they started in 1987, and he was actually one of the designers on Magic Carpet too. Uh, Bullfrog was acquired by EA in 95. And then Molyneux actually left Bullfrog in August of 97 to start Lionhead. Um, and then, as a little side note, Lionhead was eventually acquired by Microsoft in April of 2006. So he has, he has started two companies that have been bought by large companies. He, he has to just be loaded. But <laughs> <laughs> we all wish we could be, be right? Peter Molyneux, but, but we're not. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the last game, the bear, the uh, bullfrog logo. I'm sorry if I'm going into too much bullfrog history uh, as opposed to Magic Carpet history, because I That's... there wasn't actually much I could find on Magic Carpet, uh, okay. like in across like the my normal spots like Wikipedia and Giant Bomb and stuff. But anyway, last bullfrog logo to appear on a game was in 2001 for Theme Park Inc. Um, and in 2004 they were merged with EA UK, which effectively just kind of closed the studio. Um, and these guys, they're, they're most widely known for Populous and Syndicate, Theme Park, and Dungeon Keeper. So so some pretty big games, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially, I mean, you know, Populous and, and I'd say Syndicate. Yeah, the, definitely. I, th- I think aside from, well, they, they always have a Theme Hospital and Theme Park. Yeah. And I guess, I guess Magic Carpet was the other kind of like more, uh, like more developed or... or like a bigger game because then they had they Wikipedia has listed some other smaller ones like Theme Aquarium or mm-hmm. or uh, I don't know Gene Wars which I don't think really did well at all it was really <laughs> yeah, obscure yeah yeah uh, Mikhail touched a little bit on how to actually play Magic Carpet and I'll I'll try to I'll try to you know fill in a little bit more it is a first person shooter you do use your mouse to kind of you know, look around, but the odd part is to move, and this was more popular back, you know, 1996 and prior to, but to move, you use your arrow keys as opposed to the WASD keys, and for a lot of people that are just going into it for the first time now are going to be really, they're going to have a hard time transitioning into it. I I actually moved my entire keyboard over. I don't know if you guys (laughs) did too, but I I moved my entire keyboard over, and I was like mouse and then just the right-hand side of my keyboard. That's the smart thing to do. I have a laptop. So Ooh. I I moved oh, I moved my laptop over, but then I had to like <laughs> shift my screen and my body, and it, so then later I just moved it back to the default position. It got too weird. Uh, yikes! So yeah. I mean that's how it controls the the forward and the or the up and the down keys move you forward and backwards and right and left straight left and right. But kind of the neat part about this is it is a first person shooter where you use magic instead of bullets. But there's also other magic spells that kind of come up into play. And so as you collect magic spells and mana, you can kind of increase your, your magic spells. And there is an entire RPG layer to the entire thing. And there's also a real-time strategy layer to it as well, where 
when you're playing along, you create a central keep for yourself. And that central keep, I believe, I could be wrong, but, uh, Mikhail, you'd probably know better than me, but, uh, I believe once that central keep is dead, if you die, then it's kind of like game over for you. Yeah, um, what, what it is is, uh, you, if you die when you're playing and you have your keep still up, um, you respawn there with, right. with no consequence. Well, little consequence. If you have no keep, you start from the very beginning of the level. Like from when you when like you enter fresh, there. fresh. So yeah. like one of the for example, there's this cave level that's um, I think it's about six missions in something like that. Okay. They they trap you in it and they say, oh no, he's sprung a trap on us, the main bad guy. Yeah. Because you're trying you're going around the world or whatever you know trying to stop him and you get to this cave and it's a trap and there's like what fifteen spiders. I think you've probably played this if you were. Uh, playing it for a while, um, I, but I anyways, for a little bit, but I did not get as far as that. I got, okay. I, I got to a point where I want to call it like I, I was basically stalemated. I didn't know where else to to really push it, but I can, huh. I can, I can say that uh, I feel bad that there were like fifteen spiders because those things tear through you. Yeah, but so, but the thing, the thing is, like every time you start a level, you you should build yourself. Uh, a citadel or a castle or whatever they call it uh, yeah. immediately because in the spider one you should you like you you run away you escape from them and then you build it otherwise you're screwed because you can't regen your health you can't you can't have like some there's like a little bit of mana boost I think that comes with having a castle yeah and and then you have to take them out one by one and kind of fly around the cave uh, but if you try to kill them then you're always going to start over without a citadel so Ugh. Yeah, it's but that's one of the things. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of cool stuff that you figure out when you play, and they don't tell you everything either. They just they always tell you enough, which is cool. Yeah, but not everything. No, definitely not every. Well, I, I guess we could officially call this our impressions portion. Now, Mikhail, you you played this as a kid. Mm-hmm. How did it hold yeah. up versus you know memory versus reality? How did how did that work out for you? Um, I think every every time there's a show like this or any anybody any journalist or anybody like talks about old games it's people always say like oh maybe we're looking at it with rose tinted glasses like that's the thing that you always hear and people in commentary like oh this was so good whatever some games hold up and some games were actually like you know not so good or you you just thought they were good because that's all you had this right. one actually holds up like Okay, so granted, it takes about 30, 40 minutes of being pissed off at the controls. Because they are no joke. They're difficult. This is not easy to learn. And they're, but they're bad controls. They are. They are <laughs> bad brutal. And they're you, brutal. You, you have to turn flight assistance on, too. Yeah. Like, I, I did it, and it's still hard. But, but uh, it still holds up. I think, I think the design is really solid. Now, it might not hold up for people that that uh, grew up playing Xbox One or, or those kind of games where they're, they're very smooth and, and a lot of things are kind of set in stone with WASND and whatever. But for me, it's still, it's still great. I think it's still great. And I'm, I'm actually having like, like, I'm in love again. With <laughs> I'm playing it and I'm, I, felt like, I felt like I got a new game. Now. <laughs> That's awesome. It's great. I think I think the controls are actually made worse by new hardware too because yes. I was having a really rough time with it and I know Phil was having a really rough time with it too and then you you kind of pointed out to us where to um, where to go into DOSBox and kind of assist yeah. everything with that I but to even go further than that I use a I use a Myonix mouse and I actually okay. set up a a specific profile for Magic Carpet Two to have my mouse go ridiculously slow because most okay. modern mice are incredibly high resolution and yep. Moving your hand just a centimeter will be like moving it a thousand miles on in Magic Carpet Two and and a lot of these classic games. Yeah, um, exactly. Well, because you remember all the all the mice uh, back in those days. It was they had a ball. Yeah. <laughs> in them, which is actually like, I almost forgot that for for a while, and then I then I realized that when I played it, I had a joystick and I also had a mouse with a ball in it. Yeah. And those mm-hmm. were slow. Like you you kind of you had tracking. to work them. Yeah, yeah, you had to work them. Yeah, quite a bit. You also um, had to take take out the ball and take the uh, like little 
the lint and the dust out of it? All the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah all the time. Phil, were you were you ever able to get over the the bad controls? Because I know you you were having a rough rough time. I was. Um, yeah, I I kind of couldn't get over them. I tried the game three different times. First time, uh, it's like I don't know, it just made my head spin because that mouse yep. sensitivity. Like I didn't know you could fix it, and I mean I was just all over the place. And I played for maybe like twenty minutes, and I just couldn't I just couldn't steer it. It was just impossible. That's so right. Then, yeah. So then I, I sent Randy a message. I was like, this is unplayable. I can't play it. I don't know what to do. This is impossible. So I gave it a day. I, gave it a day. I went back to it the next day. And I was, I was like, okay, I'm going to do like really subtle mouse movements. Maybe I'm just like trying to play this game wrong. Like, I, I don't know. So it was still really hard. But at least I could kind of get him to like go straight um, like by <laughs> like you- really concentrating. What's that? Did you um, did you did you ever think like to uh, turn the mouse sensitivity down, like? Well, when you, so then the yeah, I or... knew I knew there had to be a way, but I didn't know how. So then Randy, last yesterday, uh, ran. I was just it's like, dude, I have barely played this game. I don't know what to do. Like, I'm going to be terrible on the show tomorrow. And he's like, listen, there's a way to actually turn down the sensitivity. You might enjoy it more. I was like, okay, yeah. okay. so. Yesterday, I turned down the sensitivity, and I still had a really hard time <laughs> controlling it. Um, so I made it farther. I made it farther. I actually like killed people, and I built my castle and that kind of stuff. But I just, I don't know. I, I could not come to terms with the control. And uh, I, I am sorry to say that I this game defeated me, and I really don't have too much. <laughs> I don't really have too much to say about it because, like, I just. I could not play it. Did so. Let let me let me give a disclaimer to to everybody um, who's watching the show, who's thinking about going to good old games and and buying this. Please don't try to play this game by constantly like moving the mouse around. You know, left, right, up and down, up and down, circle strafing craziness. Don't right. don't try to play it like Call of Duty or 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 anything. You can't. I had to teach myself. This is part of the 40-minute learning process. I had to reconfigure myself completely. Use the <laughs> arrow keys. That's how you move. Occasionally, yeah. occasionally you'll look up and down. But not, <laughs> not really. Because you're, you're, you're not actually supposed to be flying up and down constantly. That's not really what they want you to do. The game takes care of your character's vertical movement automatically. Yeah. And it's That's something you'll, you'll come to terms with. Right. The other thing is, like, I had to just use my mouse left and right. When, I pl- when I'm playing, like, and I'm having a great time with it, but I had to learn that, like, you're basically just using your mouse to go le- to turn left and right. You don't really use it in other directions, and you have to, you have to watch your hand. Like, don't, don't do the whole <laughs> thing that you do yeah. when you're playing Bioshock, like, you know, yeah. going all around and stuff. You can't do it. Otherwise, you're going to get a headache. Yeah, absolutely. I... I um... Can you actually go up and down in this? Like, can you vertically move up and down? You mean like if stationary, like like that sort of yeah, thing? Yeah, like levitate. Can you? Can you like while you're stationary? Can you make the carpet go up or? or no, that... there's no. That's a that's from like Descent or Forsaken. Okay, that's what uh, I thought. Those cause... those games had the yeah that that control. <laughs> that, was, one that, was the, that was the first thing that I had to get out of my head was that I'm yep. not actually flying. That the the better way to kind of think of it is like you're in first person point of view, but yep. almost on like an, a ballpoint pen, you know, where you, you roll everywhere. Um, that it's actually the thing is, I was thinking about this from a design perspective, um, and I know they have the goal like, okay, we want to make you feel like you're on a magic carpet. Like nobody right. has any idea how that feels. Right. But what I what I can say is I think they've probably achieved it. <laughs> if that makes any sense, you know how you know how they write like you you guys write like this game has realistic dragon combat or realistic <laughs> right. dragon fighting. Like, how can you even say that? But you you know you have some idea. You're guessing. This one has realistic magic carpet control. They they tried guess... their best. It's, you're kind of you're floating around, and once you learn it, you actually do feel you feel pretty accomplished once you once you master the controls. And I think that's kind of. It's a lot to ask from players, but I think 
if you do, then, you know, you kind of you feel good about yourself. Like, yeah, I got this. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I can see that. How, how do I, you... know, I know I'm trying to be like a used car salesman. I'm really <laughs> trying to sell this to everybody. Oh, but... oh yeah, because you're cashing in on those those $2 sales or whatever from a game that you were nine years old. I don't. You're not making money off of this. I mean... Well, no, but I'm, I'm, I have... I have uh... I want people to play this game because no, none of my friends did, and, and I'm, I'm probably still <laughs> butthurt over that, so I need to. <laughs> now, when you were a kid and you played this game, I mean, at the time, there weren't, like, the shooters, you weren't looking around. They weren't, like, dull stick at that point, really. Um, In 95, but, it was, like, yeah, it basically not... only had Doom and maybe right. Quake was out at the time. Right, yeah. and... This up? I'm I'm curious what other first person games were out back then. I don't know. But uh, I, I remember Jumping Flash. I played it at a JC Penny. They had a uh, kiosk for I think it was. I think they had it also on 3DO, if I'm not mistaken. Jumping Flash? Really? Was that the first? Was or, that or was the... it only PlayStation One? I don't I know. Think I remember that's, playing. I think it. that's only PlayStation. I think. Okay. I should know this, but I'm drawing a complete blank right now. But what was what was the first person shooter that had the very first? Regenerating health, power, powerball. That had to have been out by now. Ah, oh, gosh, I, had I really don't remember that. But it is kind of interesting yeah, to note that this game does have it. It does have regenerating health, but it is slow regenerating health. Yeah, right. yeah, but the, they. Uh... Well, so my, my, I guess my question was going to be, with like when you were a kid, mm-hmm. did you have a hard time? Like adap- adapting to the control scheme then, from what you remember as well, or was no. it just no? I, I think the parrots do. Was it easier to learn? I I think that this is a this is well. No, I shouldn't call it a problem, but like you you know it's true for the stuff that you played and ev- and everybody growing up. Like you didn't have anything established, right? So you just adapted to everything and everything. You just accepted it like. Of course, this is how it's supposed to be. Like, I'm just not good enough. Of course, it's like unwieldy and whatever. And no, I I I remember it being like just normal, really easy, yeah. super smooth. Like, I was just flying around doing everything perfectly. I and and I picked it up as soon as it went on GOG, mm-hmm. and I said, I don't remember it being like this. <laughs> the hell's going on? Like, right, right. But seriously, like, Randy, what was your reaction when you first when you first opened it? You didn't expect it to. I when I first opened this up, I did not expect the screen to spin so quickly. But yeah. it's funny because I came on to this just after I did, um, just after I did that get off my lawn about first person shooters, and so mm-hmm. I kind of had a suspect, like a suspicion, that the controls were going to be out, you know, completely wonky. Uh, because I think the original Dark Forces gave me just a, a really rough time, but once I started going with that, I had a hard time stopping myself from playing the, the entirety of the original Dark Forces. Yeah. That game still holds up really well. That's good. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I recognized that I was going to have some, some hardware limitations, and I, I really think that a big portion of it is, like, now we're playing on these ridiculously huge monitors that are, like, literally four, maybe even right. five times the resolution of what they were back in, in 95, you know. In 95, yeah. we were probably playing on an 800 by 600 monitor, and that probably looked gorgeous, you know? Yeah. I, yeah, I actually had the thought of... It gorgeous back then. <laughs> yeah. I had the thought of actually, you know, telling my monitor to go to, to 800 by 600, but then I still would have been running into the issue of my, my ridiculously high-resolution mouse. So yep. <laughs> I, think, I think, you know, me having the luxury of having a mouse that I could set a specific profile to, having a crazy low was one nice thing. The other nice thing is you definitely need to, to scale it down. Um, I will yeah, say I this. Uh-huh. About the game, at first I thought, oh, okay, this is just going to be like me flying around shooting guys and picking up mana, and that's going to be it. But as I was going along, I was really impressed by some of the the really original ideas that were in this that have not come up again since then. You know, the exactly. concept of building up the, like a keep for yourself and then like having having like a real-time strategy element to it where you have the balloons going out and sucking up the mana balls for you. That was ridiculously um, very, very original, and I would love to see something like that again in a, in a, in a shooter. Um, you know, the, you know we, we've, we've talked enough about the flying mechanics, but I'm sure that if somebody were to create another magic carpet game, they would, they would you know, fine-tune the mechanics of that. Yeah, but, definitely. Um, 
Have you played Magic Carpet, uh, the original one, Mikhail? Um, I played it for the first time on... Okay. Yeah, is it when, similar? Yeah, was it like I the controls? I the... Yeah, I think, I think so. I, I played it last year when it came out on good old games, but I had never played the original Magic Carpet. Hmm. Okay. Do you and you you think this one's like a pretty huge improvement over it, or very like is it like Doom Two is to Doom One, like they're just like. I think I think it's a huge jump. I don't I don't know because I didn't I didn't play the first one more than like I don't know let's say an hour or two, but I know that it feels like mm-hmm. a huge improvement. But I don't I really can't okay. say. All I can say is like, just start with Magic Carpet Two. I wouldn't I probably wouldn't bother with the first one. Because this okay. one, because I don't even know if they have like terraforming in the first one, but the second one, the engine is all right. really advanced, and they have terraforming and all sorts of crazy stuff in Magic Carpet Two. I was uh, the only thing I got to say about Magic Carpet Two. I, once I got over the controls, yeah, I, I realized that uh, this is this is one of those games where it was it was one of those games where it needed to be done. It was it was part of that ugly generation of first three-dimensional games where yeah. where people needed to break some ground to have stuff done. But right. I, I, I almost partially wonder if they tried to overdo it a little bit at times. Like the intro level, I know they mean for it to be dark and moody and, and, and brooding, but, but yeah. that really dark first level does not help with its first impressions. Once you get to like the... the Levels where you're out in the open and there's sunlight and everything, the game almost yeah, feels completely different. They they should they should start with that because that it's so discouraging when you're in an underground level. Like, for example, if you're gonna go and show video footage and the first thing you show is in the volcano levels, like nobody's gonna want to play this game. It it just it's so <laughs> it's so depressing. But the outside level with the water uh-huh. and all that, that that's great. It looks it re- looks really good. I'll, I'll tell you where I actually ran into my stalemate. There was. Right. I, let me let me know if you got past this. I, it sounds like you did, but there was a level where you have to fight. I can't remember what his name is, but you have to banish another another magic carpet flyer or wizard. Just or one. Whatever. Just one or three of them. There was two of them. Two of them. And um, you know, basically, you're flying around, and and the three of us have our own little bases on these islands, and uh, you know, and there are also monsters and everything within the water and flying around, and those those damn bees. Um, but uh, you know, basically, you, you're trying to shoot them down as you're flying around. But I also believe that you're trying to destroy their base. That's correct. I they will continue to respawn like you until you wipe out their base. I could not damage their base at all. I would sit there and I would just like hold on the rapid fire fireball button, like right at their central keep, and I was I yep. felt like I was making no headway whatsoever. And so I think Gosh, I was that... I was doing that for like thirty or forty five minutes, and I was like, okay, stalemate done. If I if I could come over to your house, I'm pretty sure I could show you how to beat that level in like <laughs> five minutes. Oh really? Because, well, yeah, that that's the thing. Like they they don't really tell you a lot of things. You know, they say banish him. Well, they don't they right. don't give you any instructions on how to do it. But you'll figure this stuff out. the 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 weird thing about the destroying the bases or banishing somebody is, as soon as you destroy, uh, like let's say they have a level three keep and you yeah. knock it down to level two. They're gonna come. They're gonna know that. They're gonna come back from the other end of the world, and they're gonna zip by and cast the castle spell again, and, and build it up to level three again. Right. They will. They'll keep doing it. So you have to understand like how to how to bait them out. You've got to bait them out of their castle, and then you've got to kill them, and then have enough mana to get back there to destroy their castle. Crazy. But the thing is, every time you destroy a level of the castle, they drop mana. And this is this is the really important thing about the entire game. Everything hinges on mana for everybody, you and everybody else. So mm. there's a huge map, and there's monsters, and there's mana points, and there's other things that you can possess, like castles, like towns and stuff. Everybody's doing it at the same time. So it's it's actually the game's a lot like playing a multiplayer game, yeah, in some sense because you're you know there's no you're not like I don't know doing a fetch quest or something you're just trying to kill these bots but it since it's it's like a real-time strategy and first-person shooter game together so you're going around you're getting all the mana and killing all of the stuff but they are too so you have to do it faster than they can because if they get a mana advantage over you you probably can't finish the map and you have to start over again which you will have to do and i remember doing it so many times as a kid <laughs> like you get in the, the, the 20th level 
and it's really hardcore and you have to you have to have all your stuff down you have to use your super speed and jet over and oh, get man. that one and then lock it down with like a mana lock spell and then put your castle close enough to theirs so here's here's the thing Randy like um I put my castle pretty close to to that little guy he kind of looks like a piece of poop you know the brown yeah. guy yeah I know yeah. what you're talking about yeah yeah that guy he, <laughs> he, you put put your castle close enough to his so that because there's only so much mana on that level if you create your castle too far away it's going to take you a lot longer to to destroy his castle and destroy him so you put it close to it go up to his kill him go back to yours get your mana back in like five seconds and go back and then kill it before he respawns like kill the castle before it respawns oh man that's, but you have that's to hard. have the placement <laughs> i know but you but you learn the you learn these things and and but the other thing is whenever you destroy their castle or their balloons like yeah. a level of their castle they drop the mana yeah you got to pick that stuff up and have your balloons your balloons go over there that was the other thing. I, d I never really go. figured out how to do like uh, multiple balloons. Like I was, I was shooting down, down a ton of my enemy's balloons, and I would count like two, sometimes even three of his balloons on screen yep. at a time, and I would only have like one. Uh, mm. I never really figured so, out how to do so, multiple balloons. What level is your castle? It was like a level three, I think. Okay, you should have two balloons in in almost every case. I, I Maybe believe. mine were getting shot down, and I didn't realize they, it then. They could have been, yeah, yeah. But you and you also have to like keep track with the the map as well. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, aside from the 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 gloomy intro level, I guess my only other like major beef with the game is uh, is the draw distance. And we were we were talking about this, uh, you know, before the show. Like the the draw yep. distance can be a little bit of a turnoff because it's like. I mean, I, I don't know how to really quantify it, but it's not very far in front of you that you you lose sight of everything. That it goes back into the to the classic 3D game fog. Um, yep, it's a it's a heavy it's a heavy fog. It it can be, I think, for a lot of people who didn't play N64 games with horrible draw distances. Oh yeah, yeah. Or or PC games with bad draw distances back then, like. People are going to be turned off by it, but the thing is, I don't I don't know how it works for other people, but for me, my mind starts filling in all the blanks, and it becomes a non-issue. Yeah. After you after you see the map one time, like for whatever reason, your your mind will start adapting, and you'll you won't even you'll just think that of course I can't see that far. Like sure, why not? It's part of the game, and right. you'll you'll know where you're going. So. I don't know, it's kind of a weird thing, though. My only issue with that, though, was when I was actually in a firefight with somebody or with, like, yep. those bees were chasing me and I was backtracking and trying to just shoot at the bees as far away as I could. <clears throat> yep. And too often I would be scooting back too far too fast and, you okay. know, things would just be uh, just out of range. But, yeah, that's it. I mean, that's that's really... I think there's a ton of really cool ideas in this game. Um, now, unfortunately, nobody's nobody's bothered to to copy it, you know, because... There's so much. There's so much, uh, you know, inspired development, or 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 maybe even you know direct copying, uh, from developer to developer, and but nobody's bothered to to do that. I mean, I just want somebody to copy this game, like just blatantly rip it off or make it somebody do something because the design is so is so good and it's it's so original, yeah. That it it deserves to be copied. Yeah, <laughs> or yeah. something like that, or at least, or at least steal half of the ideas from it and put yeah. it into something else that needs to be, you know, that needs to be freshened up a little bit. Um, and and think think about the mana mechanic too. The mana mechanic is actually really unique, and the whole the whole system because, um, okay, every time you start a level, you're trying to develop your your mana and your castle every time. You have all your spells from the previous level, right? But but every time you start off fresh, so you you're you know you know that setup. It's kind of like starting in an RTS, right? You know, you like you build your workers and you you get your wood, and then you build this and you build that. Like you have to you have to have that really down for every level, and you're always competing over this mana. Otherwise, you get crushed and you can't access your higher spells that you had before. And it's everything's really intricate in that in that way. It's like it's a house weird. of cards almost. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, basically, because that's how you take down the other guy. You you whittle away at his keep, steal his mana, um, get attack his balloons, steal his mana, and then pretty soon 
he can't he can't cast meteor three at you. He's casting like meteor one or fireball three. And oh, see, I only got to fireball two. I had meteor one, but and I was like okay. dying to be able to use it, but I didn't have <laughs> enough, you know, mana to actually do it to pull it off. Yeah, you get if you get like the the level. I think it's level two or level three. Keep yeah castle. Then you can use meteor one, um, and you you start getting that flow going. Then you can use more of meteor one. So then you get enough of it where you can like blast kill kill the little guy and then go and kill like one level of his castle. I go so. back and replay this again. You, know, you have and, to. Re- and now, now that I like know a little bit more about this, I want to go back in and dive into it again. The uh, I think there was multiplayer in this game too. I think it's actually in the menu, but of course, really, you know, I'm pretty sure. I, I'm probably going to sound like an idiot if it's not there, but I oh. thought I saw a multiplayer button on there. You you are correct. In fact, Good Old Games just updated the game again. Oh really? So you've got it. You've got to re-download the game completely reinstall it again your save games will be there and everything yeah then you go into your directory and there's like launch multiplayer version so it's a different exe and it's for multiplayer and then w- we should try playing it after the show <laughs> or even we could even try now if we i don't know if you want to take a break or something but like we just you give me your ip address and i'll enter it in and then i connect to you that's how you gotta and do that- you gotta like punch in the entire ip address to do it yep Oh, yeah, wow. you give me your IP and I'll I'll punch it in and then I'll join your lobby and then we'll start we'll start fighting just like in single player. We'll do it after the show that way we don't kind of lose flow. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I I was even thinking to myself this would be really cool for for multiplayer, yep. but uh, um, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I I I couldn't play it back then because well, <laughs> who was who was playing multiplayer games like a, a f- kind of, uh, I don't know, a privileged yeah. part yeah, of America or Europe or whatever. In 95, I think we might have had dial-up. Might have, but I kind of doubt it. In 90. I, I was playing Doom with people. Were you? But it was it was hard. You had to use this thing called like Dwango or something. Yeah, uh-huh. and you'd have to call up your friend, and it was a real hassle. I mean, I only did a few times. The only but... times when I was ever to play Doom, like multiplayer back then, it was like... It was a, a local network, basically. It was, it mm. was, you know, somebody was upstairs on the upstairs computer playing the person on the downstairs computer, you know. And it was so funny because whoever had the better computer had the obvious advantage in, in the game because <laughs> it, could, it could just process the game a lot better. Um, so, well, yeah, yeah. Not not to go on any internet history or anything, but I, I'm pretty sure we had we had internet well well before then. Oh yeah. Uh, in in mm-hmm. my house. Oh really? My, yeah, my 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 dad got us. We had four. I don't know why, but we had four really old IBM computers, and they had like Tetris, and they, but they were really old, like before they were before four eighty six. They were two eighty sixes. So I don't know. They were something. <laughs> I, have, I don't remember. Two eighty six was my very first computer. I loved that thing. Was it an IBM? Yeah. All right, maybe you had probably had the same one then, but it was the thing is we had we had internet and it was Prodigy Internet, and I was really little, so I, but I don't know what age that is, just really little, so <laughs> right, yeah. right, really little. And Prodigy Internet was a set of menus, like there was a news there was a news tab and there was like and some sports and then you could play games and there was like eight games on the internet back then, wow, and like. That was it. That was the that was the internet as far as Prodigy Internet was concerned. It was they like had like Food Fight and crap like that on there. I believe was one of the games where you 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 had like certain amount of money where you could buy like tomatoes to throw at your your enemies. And, <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. It was all text based. Cool. Wow. All right. Yeah. That that's. But that. So I guess after that, I mean, it's just it's been around. I don't know when that was. I suppose it could have been like nineteen ninety, but. Somebody in the comment section is probably going to chime in. No, they're probably going to chime in about how old we are, but that's yeah. okay. This is <laughs> yeah, but we're Keith. we're 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 not even that old. I'm what twenty eight or something. So, ah, uh, Phil and I are older than that. I'm thirty three. Thirty one. You're 31? not that much. Not I think you're the same age as I am. Ah, oh, a little basic, younger. Basically yeah. the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, Phil, what about you, man? Did you uh, did you have internet at all when you were a kid growing up? I probably got it in 94. Yeah? 
thinking about it. Yeah, we had Prodigy. And I can remember it being like, yeah, not not much to do. I remember, I mean, because yeah. there were really no images. It was all text. And I remember like the first day we had it, my dad was on the computer and he was downloading like an image of some celebrity I forget from like a news story he read <laughs> and I, I remember an hour. <laughs> I, I do I remember him sitting there staring at the screen and watching each line go by on this image and and he just and I was just like dad I can't believe you're just sitting here staring at this picture and I guess he just wanted to see that picture and then you know the picture loaded and he went to the next thing and I was like wow <laughs> that's funny Un- unbelievable yeah. now if an entire page doesn't load up within a half a second we're like done this site's crap yeah. I'm out of here yep it's amazing. <laughs> uh, you know yeah, the the, the great thing is, I think I think we'd all be fine if it went back to that like tomorrow, but there's shaking. just so many people that would be just <laughs> crushed by. It. I I wouldn't give like I wouldn't care at all. I wouldn't. You you could go back to that tomorrow. I wouldn't care at all. Like I'm serious. I could go back and have my 486 and play Rayman one and and. And Magic Carpet too. I wouldn't care. I really because I it doesn't it doesn't matter to me. I I I'm, I don't know why, but I I'm just like that. <laughs> I, just I set, would, set me back for certain. I would get the shakes. I for certain I would get the shakes. <laughs> but I would probably eventually be okay by the end. I think I would adapt pretty quickly. Um, we lose power here a lot for some reason. I, I, we're just on a bad grid or whatever. But whenever I lose power, I'm like ah. When are they going to get the power back on? I need the internet. I don't care that I don't have, like, hot water or <laughs> TV or anything else. I just need the internet. Um, and what's funny is when the power does go out, like, um, uh, everybody, you know, everybody just starts streaming everything on their phones and on their on their iPads and yep. stuff like that. So you, you can't go. even get, like, cell reception in. Better go to California. they got some good internets over there. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um... Any final thoughts on on Magic Carpet, though? Um, I I wish I could. I wish I could have got over the control because it sounds like it's you know like a pretty deep game, and it sounds like it's original. And I think just calling it like a a shooter is kind of like a disservice from based on what you guys are saying. It, I, yeah, uh, yeah. In a way, it kind of is. And but to be honest with you, though, Phil, that 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 learning curve of the controls is a steep one, you know, and so. I don't think anybody would blame you for not being able to overcome that. I still feel like I've, I still feel like I failed. But <laughs> well, here, here's what I'm going to say. I I have my I have the mouse sensitivity turned to 50, percent and then in my in my profile editor from a mouse, it's at like 800 DPI. So okay. incredibly incredibly slow. It, you have to truck your mouse over in Windows to. To start up the game, but once you get in there, it's <laughs> yeah. comfortable. <laughs> yep, I was doing the same thing. Ah. Where you you have to like you you have to do that rocket <laughs> motion now. You know, <laughs> come on, mouse, let's go. Well, I let's felt myself go. doing that even when I just had it turned down to fifty. Like I just I felt myself, you know, just with the mouse, you know, moving it, moving. Yeah, you know. I might have actually dropped it down to like twenty percent or even lower. Phil, wow. I really did, like on on the game, but um, but yeah, yeah, it's yeah. I, I missed Magic Carpet 2 the first time around. I never, I had never even heard of it before until like Mikhail said, "Hey, you know, would you guys want to do this on the show?" And I was like, "Sure, why not?" Here's this classic-looking game. I actually, based on some of the screenshots, for some reason, I thought it was going to be like a 2D floaty game, almost like hmm. Aladdin yeah, levels, it, yeah. like on Genesis or something like that. Like, yeah, I was expecting something kind of Prince of Persia-like, but yeah, really? okay. Yeah, yeah. But, but instead it's more like X-Wing meets, um, I don't know, some kind of role-playing game with, with real-time strategy elements, you know. The, you know, the, the, the interesting thing is we we weren't having this conversation back then, like between my brother and I. We we were just playing it, and and it was just a thing. Like, now, now between us, we're talking, we're trying to describe it, like... RTS yeah. first mission like RPG. Yeah. For whatever reason back then, you just you just you just go to the store, get a game, and you just play it. And whatever it is, it is. And we did, we had no distinction of what it what it was. We just thought it was really cool that it had all this stuff, and that we were just trying to learn it. And I don't. I think that's. I think it's probably a little bit unfortunate that maybe kids don't get won't have that that luxury. That the that the the boundaries hadn't been defined yet. Yeah. I yeah. Get you. 
Oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> oh no, no, I was gonna say there were there were even some games that back then, um, when I was playing, um, they've been kind of reclassified. Like when I was a kid playing the original Legend of Zelda, a lot of people called that a real or a role playing game. Yeah. You know, now, if you called Zelda a role playing game, you'd have people with pitchforks and you know and and yeah. you know torches outside your house. But back then, because there was very few games where you were like you had a guy with a sword and a shield and you were fighting dragons equals role playing game. You know? Yeah, you're going on an adventure, going right. through some playing a role. But as, as Lord British says, that's what what a RPG is. So I miss Lord British. Ah, well, he's got his uh, new Ultima game going I, on. I haven't tried that yet. I'm I'm really kind of afraid of the new Ultima, the the uh, the free to play one, right? No, no. Uh, I I mean, Shroud of the Avatar. Oh, the, I one on, the one on Kickstarter. His his oh, new Ultima game. His yeah, I haven't uh, yeah yeah that one I'm kind of excited about. Yeah, I'm I'm a fan of his. I really liked Ultima Online. I liked the Ultima series. I was one of the few people that actually liked Tabula Rasa. So I'm excited <laughs> for what he had to do. I did. I liked. Oh no. That. no. <laughs> <laughs> how did you? How were you fooled into that? That. I think, Phil, you gotta give him some crap about this. This is unacceptable. <laughs> the, I think I like Tabula Rasa because I think that game was marketed all wrong. It should not have been an MMO. It should have been. Okay. A, it should have been a local cooperative game. It should have been a four-player co-op game in the veins. Okay, of sure. Like, in the veins of like Diablo or sure Hellgate London or <laughs> Hellgate London or or Borderlands even. Yeah, exactly. You know, but uh, no, it should not have been an MMO. It should have been a should have been a, a local multiplayer it, game it had it had potential um yeah. that's for sure but um you know the the other thing i could say about magic carpet and i think this is maybe going to be again exclusive to me but i still think the graphics are pretty charming i think they're still good like there's <laughs> for take take for example if some if some indie if some indie studio or or person made a game and it kind of looked had like these soft visuals and these kind of sprites. People would people would be like, "Oh, this is, this is great looking. This is so awesome. Whatever." Because now you you can do that again, and, and people will like it. So for me, when I open it up again, I just kind of treat it like that. Like somebody just made this game, and it has these really soft visuals and these pre-rendered CG monsters that that kind of look weird, but that they're pretty neat. They're almost mm-hmm. vector man like the monsters because they're all, they're almost all like the the yeah. little balls that build the the three dimensional you know characters in it. Yeah, Randy, you hit it. You hit it on top of the head. That's <laughs> that is this kind of sixteen bit three D vector man. Yeah, you know, a lot of times when I was playing it, I, I couldn't help but uh, be reminded of uh, of the three D effects that uh, that we had uh, and the Mode Seven graphics on the on the SNES. So it was like that game that oh. fell right between. The 16-bit generation and the 64-bit generation, or whatever we called it. But, uh, you know, because it did have real three-dimensional environments, but the enemies were two-dimensional sprites, you know, right. built on that Mode 7-ish kind of thought process, that Vector Man kind of thought process. So, I don't know what you actually yeah, called that. They're very, they're very, they're very interesting, because they... Some of the enemies, like the ones that are spherical, they, they hold up from more angles... Yeah. And so they, they appear to be more in 3D, but then some of the uh, enemies, like the bees, they're kind of like f- they're they're flat and they have angles that they that they draw up. So yeah, they they kind of feel like kind of cut out. Yeah. But the but the dragons, the worm the worm dragons and the caterpillars, they I'm looking at them right now, by the way. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I gotta say this, I hated the fact. That the dragons were so much easier to kill than those freaking bees or, or even the spiders. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, bring it on, dragon, and I'm just like killing it. Skyrim all over again. Yeah, and then and then there's this bee, or there's you know, or a spider, and the spider shoots you two times with its web, and you're dead. Oh, it is unbelievable. There's this there, the first dragon. Okay, it's not like it's not like the hydra or the the brown dragon. Those are more difficult. But yeah. the first dragon, it's yeah, it's some sort of line or like pea pod sort of thing yeah that's probably a good way to put it a pea pod and it, it's shooting fireballs at you it has menacing red eyes and you just dodge left and right and then and you just roll it and boom dead 
Mean, seriously, meanwhile, those bees, every time I saw the bees, this is really stupid, but every time I saw those bees, I couldn't help but think of that Oprah joke where she was like, we have bees! And like, I love oh, that. <laughs> all the bees come flying out of the giant box. That's what I, every time I ran into the bees, that's what I thought of. I don't know what you're talking about. But... Oh, I'll send you a link afterwards. You'll, you'll all right. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm trying to think of other tips that I can give for people that are interested in, in, in playing this game. Because, alright, let's see here. Um, in the install directory, there's there's a DOSBox configurator, as they call it. Uh, you can open that up, set your window resolution, your mouse sensitivity. You can keep the aspect ratio or don't keep it. Um, keep, keep the scaling at normal 2x. That's one thing. And then, depending on how many crashes you get, you could change the graphic mode. Um, I think overlay and surface are the default ones, like software rendering. Yeah. Um, but you may have sound stutters on them, and I have no sound stutters using uh, di- direct draw. But I don't get the perfect widescreen. I think if you play on OpenGL, you can have perfect widescreen, but that's not the original aspect ratio of the game, anyways. Right. And I you, think, you. I think have I was stu- able to capture it at like 1280 by 720 so people are going to be seeing it in widescreen as opposed to like the 4 by 3 ratio Mm. yeah but it doesn't break the game actually to have it on 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 widescreen at all thankfully no No. um what else uh i would say focus on like moving with the arrow keys yep like first just just play the game with those and don't move your mouse and then start moving left to right and then like, look at the map. There's secrets on the map sometimes. Like, there's this... Randy, did you see it? It's this, like, mouth with teeth. And it's green, and it's no. out of the ocean. I haven't can, seen that. You can have... Yeah, the map is really... It's really lively, the map. There's like, oh, you mean, like, the overworld map? The overworld map. It's, like, yeah. completely uh, animated, and it's got, like, creatures and stuff. I like that overworld map. It's very cool. It's got... A, it's a great presentation, and... But there's there's these like green mouth monsters and they, <laughs> they you can click on them I think eventually, and it'll take nice. you to the secret level where you can kill them. Uh, that's cool, dude. That's and awesome. If, yeah, there, and there's also secret levels uh, that that have red flags on them that you can go back to. Um, I don't know. The game's got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, the overworld map is is very Super Mario World ish. In, a, in yeah. a sense, where you you know you pick your next destination, kind of thing, but it's hard. People that are thinking about going into this, it's not an easy game. It is it is no. hard. Even though you have regenerating health, you're still going to get your butt kicked. Yeah, but it's 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 totally doable. Don't be afraid to try try new things or try something that feels weird. Like maybe it f- seems illogical to put your castle right next to the enemy's castle, but as I said, it'll actually help you keep your mana up. And destroy him faster. So there's like you could just try weird things. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of weird spells too. Like uh, Randy, do you have the dual spell yet? No, I had I had very very few spells. I had like um, I had there was like a see all spell. I had like the quicken spell, and then there was a spell that I was really kind of itching to use. Where I guess you would turn bees into sentries for yourself. Yep. I think that's what it did, but I never I could never pull that off. So basically, I was. Mostly casting like the the collect mana spell and like fireball two or something like like rapid fire fireball spell. Ah, okay. Yeah, no, there, there's a lot of different spells. There's there's re, there's reflect. There's like summon horde. You can summon hydras, bees, uh, different animals. You can Man. you can morph you can morph into a bee. You can morph into a gargoyle. You can turn invisible. You can lock mana. You can have mana traps. You can. Uh, what else? You can you can completely terraform the geography. Hmm. You can cast volcanoes. You can make holes in the ground. Um, it's basically Red Faction before Red Faction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This game was this game was ahead of its time, and and sadly, I don't want to say they tried to do too much, but they tried to do a lot with that yeah. that early 3D technology. You know, had they waited just. Two years, I think they probably would have been able to crank out something a lot better. But um, yeah. oh well. But they they have some crazy some crazy technology in that engine. The terraforming is 
I was impressed. I mean, the first time I threw out a castle, I was like, holy crap, I just reshaped that entire mountain just to put a castle down. Yep, and they'll they'll flatten it and put up a castle right there. and Yeah, it's it's pretty sweet. And then there's different kind of castles you get. Like later you get fire castle, lightning castle, and then it'll, it'll attack everything next to it. Um, you can kill goats for mana. <laughs> I was good Do that. At, I was good at killing they- goats. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I'm trying. I'm trying to think of some other things that, that are maybe enticing to get get people interested <laughs> in the game. You see, I obviously have like a personal agenda to get people to play this game <laughs> because <laughs> because you want other people to experience <laughs> the nostalgia that you're feeling. <laughs> Well, no, because I, I sincerely think that it's still a really good game, and and after the show after the show is done, I'm gonna keep playing it for the rest of the week because like now 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 I'm nice. on a now I'm on a high. I think I think uh, I think it's still good. So I've been I've been dying for time to get back into like I said to just do Dark Forces. It's the same thing. It's that that early technology, but when you start playing it and and it starts grooving with you, you're like, this feels good. This feels yeah. new again. You know. It it does. I I tell you what. If you want to do any um, old game, like old online play, uh, for any any show or anything like that, or just just out of a show, just for fun. Yeah. Let me know. Dark Forces or Sacrifice or Giants or or this game. Nice. Like it'd, it. be, it'd be fun to to play those old old games online again because oftentimes you need to have the person's IP and like nobody's playing. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's no active servers anymore. Well, you know, actually, maybe if the, is game does GameSpy Arcade still work? You know what? I don't know. I you, was actually wondering about that myself since they closed their doors, right? Like GameSpy is no more. Yeah, but I I don't know if if well, but also keep in mind that IGN owns File Planet and and GameSpy Arcade, so yeah, yeah, like. It might. The last update was two thousand nine, for Gamespy Arcade. I'm gonna look for servers for really old games. See if anybody's. <laughs> see if there's a way to even like fake it. There was there was a system that I used not long ago. Um, my brother and I used it to to fake a server for an older game, and I can't remember what it is now. Hmm. It's Warcraft two, maybe. Oh my gosh! I wish. I'll play. I'll play play that with you again yeah oh yeah you know most what? definitely I, I i almost hate to say it but i i would love to see because i, I based on everything that i'm seeing it does not look like the age of empires 2 hd remake has been that great of a remake based on everything that i'm reading i haven't really <clears throat> oh yeah i haven't tried it yet apparently there's a lot of uh frame stuttering going on with it they didn't upgrade the ui to accommodate for the larger scale they kept it at the same original scale this is based on what i've read but not my, okay. my hands-on impression but um, I almost want a Command and Conquer two re or upscale of it because that was that was like one of my favorite games. Red Alert was was one of my favorite games. Red Alert two, I should say. Oh. I I was not a Command and Conquer person, but I everybody else was around me. But what? based on everything that I keep hearing about it, like almost every year somebody mentions it, I'm <laughs> pretty much have to play it now. Yeah, it's one of the Red Alert Two. Start with that one. That is easily the the my favorite, and I think a lot of fans would argue that that's probably one of the best ones. But we should probably wrap up the show. We've been chatting for a very very long time. All right. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know how long this goes. I, I think your Shinobi one went like an hour or so. Yeah, I think we're I think we're probably close to an hour. If not, we've beaten it. But uh, Magic Carpet, Phil, Phil, I'm feeling like there's a, a not thumbs up from Phil, but that's okay. Because, <laughs> yeah, like I'm I said, sorry. Dude, the learning, Sorry. Curve is, the learning curve is steep. I think that... I would say definitely check it out if you're into classic PC games. And, um, like I said, you've got to be a little forgiving in the be- in the beginning of it. But once yep. you get past it, you're going to see a ton of really great um, concepts that I think that this game started or at least resurfaced well in a in a shooter kind of uh, setting. So I would definitely say check it out. Yeah. yeah I, I think if anybody, if anybody wants to play something that it's gonna require you to think differently, and you have to have really, you have to have a good plan strategically, and you have to play strategically. So it's, it's taxing you mentally and also manually with you know in terms of dexterity. So if you're <laughs> looking true. for that kind of experience, then try it. Totally. All right, everybody, that uh, cool. that should do it for this show. All right, Mikhail, thanks for joining us. I really appreciate it. 
Yeah, Maybe. thanks for having me. <laughs> Alright, everybody. Talk to you all later. Alright, bye.